Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is like, and that little boy was Theodore Paddles. And he's yeah. yeah. Welcome to the Lore Boys, the only podcast that's written by Sense of Smell. My name is James Miller, and I am joined with... Already Tilted, it's Ethan Palmer. And... <laughs> um, Pete, I'm just looking to get a high score, honestly. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, today, if you haven't guessed by the title, the cover art, and our really cool jokes, we're talking about pinball. <laughs> Uh, Pete, I think you had something you wanted to cover first before we get started. Uh, yeah, so this is this really is a shout out to uh, all our wonderful patrons, uh, whom I think I'm going to start giving you like listing them in the credits uh, because a lot of other podcasts do that. But uh, that's a, that's a in progress sort of thing. Uh, but uh, um, one of our Patreon benefits and one in some of the tiers is uh, you can request a shout out on the show. Uh, and since you paid for it, we will both do it and give you a receipt. Um, and we do have like a half shout out here just cause the timing is just a little bit off on our cycle and we're just not that great at organizing things. Uh, but, um, the lovely listener and patron Nathan Wallerowicz, sorry if I fucked your name up, um, has, uh, asked for a little shout out here. So we're going to give him a half, uh, <laughs> just because of timing. Uh, and he says, hey guys, sketchy Jesus from the Discord here. Uh, I just started listening to your show a few months ago, and you're by far my favorite podcast to listen to. I think you guys are funny as hell, and I learned a bunch of stuff I wouldn't normally care about or get into, like Warhammer. And honestly, this is my experience as well. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my fiance, congratulations, Jasmine's two-year anniversary is coming up next Wednesday uh, when your next episode would drop. And it would mean a ton if the <laughs> to a new preacher of the boys' lore if y'all could do an episode on the Feywild of D&D, since we both play a weekly game of D&D and she absolutely loves fairies. Uh, I think an episode about the lore of the Feywild, the Unseelie and the Seelie Courts, and even hags uh, and weird monsters that live there could be a really cool episode idea. Anywho, thanks for bringing me the laughs at work and immersing me in all the different worlds y'all dive into. Keep being amazing, guys. Um, so congratulations on the anniversary. Uh, that's December 1st, I believe, so congratulations. Um, and sorry this isn't about the the Unseelie Fae or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. In a way, it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, exactly. It's a, it, we're in a... Jamie rotation. So, yeah. uh, yes, yes for D&D, you got pinball. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure somewhere in the multiverse, a pinball machine has ended up in the Feywild, you know? So. Yeah. 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 There's got to be, like, a D&D pinball machine from, like, 1989 out there. It's probably $15,000, but, um... You know, <laughs> maybe you'll be able to afford that one day. <laughs> These pinball collectors, I was looking up some of the collections today on like r slash pinball and people yeah. have like $70,000 collections and they like buy the arcade, like, you know, like the black carpet with like the neon swirls on it that like 
react to the black light that you see in every arcade ever. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, people do that in their basement, and then it's just, like, put pinball rows on rows on rows on pinball machines and uh, do you think if hotels just had black lights at all times or i guess motels would that prevent people from like nutting on the sheets if you knew you'd get caught hell no dude i would nut more be like look <laughs> at this babe fucking glows in the dark are you kidding oh yeah that's true <laughs> so much cooler <laughs> the all penis right. picasso over here <laughs> <laughs> it's like jackson pollock really would be yeah. really more of like a cum shot <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, or an world yeah. he literally oh, just yeah. jerked, jerked off on a canvas once so all right, well, let's get into pinball. <laughs> enough, enough bouncing around other topics, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so pinball, like, it has a really, like, the history starts way, way, way back. Uh, in It started with a mix of few other games that first were the games that were played outside by rolling balls or stones on grass, like bocce ball or lawn bowls. Bowling. Yeah. Lawn bowls. Lawn a, bowls. It was just called bowls. So maybe in like the 17th century, it was called bowls. It became lawn bowling or something like that. I put lawn bowls just because so you know it's on the lawn. I um because this was a really interesting real life fact to me. I just typed bowls into Google, <laughs> and of course, just ended up with ceramic bowls and cook, like right uh, dishes basically. 17th oh, century that's... bowls. Oh wait, still <laughs> <Yeah>. bowls. <laughs> yes. You get those like metal singing bowls that you can use in like meditation rituals and shit. <laughs> uh, it's just a game where you roll a ball trying to get it in an area or a, a stone. It's um, all just it. It's just like rock curling. I, well, I guess you do much. use a curling stone, but it's just like to- it's like lawn curling basically. Yep. Yeah. With no ice, we yeah, just a lawn. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of evolved into lawn billiards variants where you would be hitting balls and you add sticks to the equation. So you're now knocking stuff with sticks to land them on targets. Uh, sometimes there's obstacles involved. You put a, a sand trap or a, a lake and this could become... Medieval <laughs> mini putt. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. You got like a big pope that opens and closes his legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get. You gotta give a quarter every time you want to play them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this eventually evolved into golf, croquet, and Pall Mall. And Pall Mall is like a kind of like an early croquet. No darts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then outside games eventually became indoor games that could be played on a table. So this this is when like billiards came up, uh, or even on the floor of a pub. So shuffleboard, bowling. Uh, I'd love to think of bowling without an alley just on the floor of a pub and people are like sitting there. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a recipe for disaster. Yep. Uh, I mean, I would love to, I would love to go to that bar and be at that bar like that. Yeah. If that bar existed, I'd be there all the time, man. Yeah. You got to keep your, you got to keep your feet up on the little, you know, like the bar stools always have that little extra ring that you're yeah. supposed to like rest your feet on. You, you got to keep them up there for safety. You need like stirrups, <laughs> like a horse. Cause otherwise you're just going to take a bowling ball to the ankle and you're going to be shittered. So you're just going to get taken out. <laughs> the alternative is you're sitting, you're sitting perched on your, on your little bar stool with your feet up. The bowling ball comes and just knocks out one of the legs. Oh yeah, you just like teeter <laughs> over and smash your head on a table full of glass, like, <laughs> <laughs> or land on a pin right directly in the middle of your back, like. Kah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like folded over it does, yeah. does it count as a strike if you knock the guy's stool out from under him and he crashes into the pins uh this is the 17th century dude whatever you say if you've got enough power you could say it, i think so <laughs> yeah 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 exactly but, yeah it depends if you're if you're if you have a title or not right the yeah. local <laughs> the local lord loves to come down and bowl with peasants 
Yeah, like, like elf bowling. <laughs> the peasants are the pins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and now we move on to the late 18th century, and this is when the spring launcher was invented. Uh, okay. This is going. Yep. It was, it was, so I guess this spring launcher would have been, it makes sense that it was invented independently of pinball, but do you know what the spring launcher was initially invented for? So, um, first, before the patent happened in France, uh, during the long reign of Louis the 14th, uh, oh, there was second. a... Yeah, there's a game that basically was table bowling, um, but pins took too long to reset when they were knocked down, and people, like the French, were tired of picking them up over and over again. So they just <laughs> laughed the French. Why can't I do this? Why every time I take a shot, I have to pick up all the pins again? Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so they just glued them to the table. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> That's it. Uh, I'm sick of picking them up. Just glue them down. I will not knocking them over. I would rather change the rules completely. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the rules were completely changed. The new goal was to bounce it off a bunch of pins to land it in a hole somewhere on a board. Okay. Oh, I see. Well, because yeah. like paying paying your like the the your, your your like man in court to just like reset the ball takes much less time. Yep. Not that if I was a king would I be concerned with like. Like the hours that my jester puts in, because it's just like, oh no, like I can't have him work too hard, or else the jester union's gonna be on my fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> just, just get more slaves. I mean, we know how that worked out for Louis the Fourteenth's uh, grandson, right? Which was the storming of the Bastille and his okay, head yeah. in a basket under a guillotine. But Louis the Fourteenth was like the one who kicked off French royal decadence. Like he was, he was the the guy to do that to be like i'm going to hire one jester per pin and they are going to pick it up for me if i don't <laughs> like it i'm going to throw a bottle of wine at them <laughs> yeah uh, i mean he doesn't want to throw the bottles of wine anymore so he just loads them into the spring launcher is yeah. why I'm <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was originally invented for guys. yeah <laughs> you just glue the bottle of wines to the peasants yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this standardized version of the game eventually became known as Bagatelle. So you can kind of rearrange the pins in different. It's probably slots in the board that you could put in, and you bounce the pins off uh, to get into. Oh, no, now board. I need to pay a man to unglue all the pins when we need to change the board. <laughs> <laughs> Invent pegs. Yeah. Uh, so and, and then seventeen. 1750 to 1770, there was a game called uh, Billard Japonais, which is Japanese billiards in French. Oh, Billard, Billard Japonais? Yeah. And this was, it's it's just Billard. There's no Billiard. It's Billard. I don't know if billard? that's French for billiards or what, but I don't know. Yeah. This was played in Eastern France and also Southern Germany. N- n- why is it like, why is it called Japanese billiards? It has nothing to do with Japan, but they introduced a spring mechanism, so you don't have to like flick the ball or or roll the ball. It has a spring mechanism to shoot the ball, and it was a hundred years before Montague Redgrave's patent for the spring launcher. I see, which That's is a cool great name. name. Yeah, I love the name Montague Redgrave. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, yeah. So, you, and it was now an inclined playfield towards the scoring targets. So you use the plunger and then like shoot it like to bounce off the pins to get in the hole. Okay. 
Um, and this oh, is if you angle it up, you no you no longer need to pay a guy to reset the ball. It just exactly. rolls back to you. Okay. Yeah, and put investors out of work. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how this might lead to pinball. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it feels like we're there. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's only seventeen fifty to seventeen seventy. Um, so I'm not sure why it was invented, like you asked earlier, but in 1869, spring launchers became mainstream, <laughs> if you can see okay. okay, yeah, no, I remember, uh, uh, and a spring launcher in every home, that was, uh, <laughs> of Kennedy's address, right? It was actually, the patent was called Improvements in Bagatelle, so it was made for Bagatelle, um, and he kind of just took the idea from Japanese billiards, uh, so British inventor Montague Redgrave in 1869 settled in the United States and manufactured bagatelle tables in Cincinnati, Ohio. Can I, um, can I jump in for anybody who doesn't, who wants a better picture of bagatelle? Like we've all seen one. We've all seen like a very cheap generic handheld version of one as a kid where it's like a little plastic toy where you have like a little launcher and you're trying oh, to like yeah. flick things into like little cups that have like numbers on them or something like that is, okay. is very similar to Bagatelle. It's like that kind of board. It's kind of like a, an arch, uh, shape, uh, with these little pins that you try and flick stuff into basically. Mm -hmm. okay. And it's like, um, it's almost feels more like gambling than like pin pinball kind of feels skill-based with the flippers, but Bagatelle yeah. feels a lot more random where it kind of like plinkos down into the cup and things like that. Well, depending on how much tension you load into the spring, there's probably a little bit of strategy to it, right? Very good, Peter. Yeah. That comes up later in a court oh. case in the States. <laughs> no fucking <laughs> way. <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> wow, leave it, leave it to the Americans to litigate it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's yeah. like Japanese billiards v state. <laughs> Roe v. Ro v. Bagatelle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the hot button issue of the day. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Uh. So it's yeah. Now they they the patent one fifteen three five seven improvements in Bagatelle. It just adds a spring launcher for convenience to the game of billiards Japanese, uh, and they also shrank the table uh, to fit, or they shrank the the play area to fit a table or a bar instead of okay. having to have like a whole dedicated area for it. You could just maybe throw. one day you'll be able to fit this whole thing in your pocket. He said, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the balls became marbles and the wickets became small metal pins. I'm not sure what they used before. If they had rounded stone or something like that, or like pebbles or something. In the 1700s. Eggs, goose eggs. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's so decadent now. <laughs> it's funny how like the there's like a universal term for like the peg because I know the there's the, the the croquet peg is also called a wicket or like the field is played on or something right. like that because a sticky wicket is like a real problem, <laughs> not just an expression. <laughs> okay, all right. Like people have dealt with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I know it's in cricket. Uh, sorry, I'm just googling Wicket right now. Wickety. Uh, it's one of the two, one of the two sets of Wickety three stumps and two bales <laughs> at either end of the pitch. I don't know what that means. It's a cricket uh, wicket. The okay. cricket wicket. Yeah, the wickets like were probably like, like it looks like an upside down U that you would like stick into the ground, like something like that. And now they just added pins. Yeah. I'm not sure, but all you need to know is that pins are now metal and the balls are now marbles. And okay. there's a spring launcher, and we're getting closer and closer to pinball here. Yeah. 
so much for pin wicket just, at the moment. We just whatever. need flashing lights and some cartoon babe up on the backslash. Yeah, you know? Hell yeah, <laughs> that's that's coming in the coming years. Uh, <laughs> but before that, um, capitalism needs to intervene because 1931, the coin operation is introduced. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah. So this led to an early pinball game without flippers in 1932. Um, they were. In manufacturers in the 1930s are producing coin-operated versions of the bagatelles, known as marble games or pin games. Uh, it's under glass, and it uses uh, Redgrave's plunger device to propel the ball into the upper play field. So you could go and like get a beer and just like put a couple coins in and like shoot the balls and stuff. Yeah, um, so I mean, I do like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the first guy to make it is David Gottlieb's Baffle Ball is like the first like real hit like this is the the like pac-man or whatever of the era it, i was gonna say it sounds like an nes game yeah. <laughs> richard gottlieb's baffle ball yep. <laughs> yeah exactly nintendo seal of approval just yeah, like, yeah. Picture of just like like a really bad picture of just like some happy looking white dude pointing at like a like a yeah. distant speedboat because obviously the cover on a nintendo game has nothing to do with the actual yeah, game yeah. anymore <laughs> It's big uh, Lee Carvello's putting challenge. Energy, exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, so you could buy one of these things for $17.50 in the 1930s. How Ooh, much was that, that now? That sounds like a lot. 300 yeah. bucks? To play the game, it cost uh, a single penny and you would get five to seven balls back. So, <laughs> so you need someone to play uh, 1,750 times before paying off your machine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, adjusted for inflation, seventeen dollars is approximately two hundred fifty-seven dollars. Okay, uh, it's not so bad. No, it's not like so bad. A, a pinball machine nowadays. I looked it up because I was like, "What if I got one for my apartment? That could be fun." And they're like eight hundred dollars, <laughs> like minimum, and they go much higher than that. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. I um I did Google a Dungeons and Dragons one and, and posted it in the Discord for just these guys, but uh, we could masks off for a second. That one said about, about two thousand to three thousand dollars, but yeah. that's because like two thousand were only made in like the nineteen eighties or whatever, okay. so they're yeah. collectors' yeah. items at this point. Yeah, that's a there's a big market for that. People pay crazy amounts for their niche pinball machines. Do you have anything <laughs> about like what they look like on the inside? Because I've seen pictures of like the guts of a pinball machine. I didn't. Uh, look into that at all um i'll wait because uh, yeah. i've i've seen it it's insane okay yeah yeah i like kind of talk a little bit about like when they add electricity to it soon and like kind of what that means but I, i'm not sure what it looks like at all um so in the 1930s like this game resonated with people uh wanting cheap entertainment because it's only a penny uh in the great depression era economy oh, so yeah. you could go to drugstores and taverns in the u.s and they had pinball machines um since most would earn back the cost of buying the game uh eventually it's like you just need a thousand seven hundred and fifty play or pennies to get back yeah <laughs> like god willing this depression keeps going on i haven't paid off my my <laughs> my baguette ball table yet or whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called baffle ball yeah baffle ball yeah exactly yeah, uh, Mr. baffle ball is still just like <laughs> burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> god damn you dick goodell <laughs> <laughs> it's got david gottlieb dave gottlieb, david gottlieb yeah yeah and actually now if you there's two different ways to like play um pinball through your computer there's pinball arcade which is like um reproducing old pinball machines down to every single sound bite every single bumper every single everything is like to be exactly how they used to be and you can get all these like gottlieb's um 
sets. Like I was looking on Steam, and there's like five different packs of Gottlieb's that you can get, so you can actually oh, cool. play these old things. Is wow. it like a train simulator where there's like nine thousand dollars of DLC for that? <laughs> it? It wasn't like... that bad. There was like six DLCs, and they were all like under ten dollars each. You're telling me people are less fanatic about uh, pinball machines than they are about trains, trains? and tractors. I guess so. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I, guess so. I think it's easier to have a collection of real pinball machines in your basement than a real collection of trains. <laughs> That's so. fair. That is fair. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shut my mouth. <laughs> we can put it like that. I guess. Sure. <laughs> when is Dave, EA like EA Games or EA Sports like Dave Gottlieb? It's just like, oh, did you buy the new Gottlieb this year? It's like, no. It's just the 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 Switch port's just a copy of last year's Gottlieb, but yeah, they yeah. updated the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the idea of going down into a basement. You like open through a brick door, and it's got all those like neon carpets and just like a giant caboose of a train. The train. <laughs> 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 my collection yeah. uh, uh, so yeah they baffle ball sold over 50,000 units uh, in the great depression so did pretty well um, yeah and, yeah Gottlieb you know, the a, children don't only have stale bread but we'll make do I need my <laughs> Gottlieb machine <laughs> yeah this is part of the reason why America didn't like uh, pinball so much and we'll find about more about that oh, okay. later but oh damn so 1933, uh, electrification and active bumpers are introduced. So now we're not just bouncing off metal wickets. Um, nice. They added electricity to the games. Pacific Amusements in Los Angeles, California, produced Contact in 1933. And it had an electric-powered uh, mechanism to, or, to propel the ball out of a bonus hole in the middle. I looked it up, and it has something to do with, like, um, magnets. So, like, as it falls in, it, like, activates an electricity thing, which magnetize and shoots it out um so it's like a gauss right it's like a gauss rail i'm not exactly sure how it worked i took out the the like i changed my wording to be easier than what it read in the wiki because it can oh, okay <laughs> yeah what was I, the I, uh what was that like point around saturn we talked about in system shock that's just like incomprehensible physics like, mumbo jumbo the green, the, the green six or yeah the, like, the, yeah, the, 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 the <laughs> l point l6 point around saturn yeah. like yeah, man. <laughs> I, I do like that you explained it as magnets because that's like the meme uh, explanation for some si something sciency that I don't understand. Like, yeah. He always does a bit on it where he's like, it's just magnets. You know? yeah. <laughs> they also added a bell to reward the player that was electric activated. Oh, and yeah, it, wor it worked for Pavlov's dogs, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and electric lights they added. Uh, the lights and bells were designed to keep the player playing. Well, that's what the Supreme Court case that we were talking about earlier was about, is like whether dogs are allowed to play pinball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so during, by the end of 1932, there was 150 companies manufacturing pinball machines, uh, most of them out of Chicago. Uh, Chicago has been the center of pinball machines uh, forever since. Like still Chicago has got a big pinball scene. Yep. <laughs> okay what a what a t what a, an honor to be the the city of pinballs yep huh? yeah it's more interesting their big chrome bean <laughs> <laughs> true i've i've been there and i've seen it it's not very interesting but... yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. i had a, one of my old bosses was just like yeah i went to chicago just by myself for it at one point and i was i was like oh yeah how was he's he? he like it's fine I saw the yeah. bean. <laughs> it was like when I was when I went to Missouri, I saw the big arch or whatever that's in St. Louis, and I was like, "Turn the plane around." Yeah, <laughs> you can see it from here. Never mind. No need to land. 
Yeah, competition was really strong, and by 1934, only 14 companies were remaining. Um, there was a time in history when there was only one company left. I'm not sure exactly when. It was probably near the end of World War II, but there's only one company left, and it was out of Chicago. So there's been okay. a lot of like booms and also a lot of lows for the pinball. Uh, a lot of pinball world. casualties. Yeah. It might have actually been in the mid-'80s, but we'll see. We'll see as we go on. No, 80, 80% of penny pinball machine companies fail in the first three months. So. <laughs> <laughs> you need like it's a Gordon Ramsay-esque figure for like uh, pinball nightmares. Pinball nightmares. nightmares. <laughs> 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 yeah. The balls aren't perfectly round. He's just like, the bowl, it's, it's not round. It's yeah. like, like clocking around. It's like a dice. <laughs> no, where where I come from, where I grew up, nobody had round pinballs. Okay, this yeah. is how my customers like it. Thank you very much. So. Yeah. The bells are ringing every time they lose. Now they're trained to lose and stop playing. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So during World War II, uh, a lot of the major manufacturers of coin-operated games uh, changed their factories to be for the war effort rather than yep. making pinball machines. Well, that put, spring is pretty good inside a gun. I was just going to say, yep. put, put, put that spring launcher into, into somebody's hands with one of those metal balls and send them to the front lines. Yep. <laughs> Every Watch time the front you go, Johnny. Every time you nail a German, your light, your gun lights up and ring yeah, bells yeah. ring and stuff. Yeah. Well, it does the real, like, you know, when you're playing Call of Duty 2 and you get a headshot and it gives you that satisfying ding. Ding? It's, yeah, it's of course. That, yeah. Of course, yes. Um... So yeah, at the end of the war, the generation a generation of Americans looked for amusement in bars and malt shops, and pinball saw another golden age. Improvements such as the tilt mechanism and free games, known as replays, appeared. Uh, yep. Question here: What is what is with the uh, the correlation between like a complete unrest and turmoil in the United States and somehow the rise of pinball? It's like why is <laughs> why is this the vampires no. game? At the end of the war. At the end of the war. No, well, during. that's what I mean. Like, during yeah. the Depression and, like, as they were coming out, like, people needed pin- needed something, so they had pinball. And, like, now you're coming back from fighting the fucking Nazis and all of a sudden pinball sees another boom. It's, like, truly an evil game. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and America sees it as an evil game. As, like, after I get through the history of, like, up till almost now, we're going to get into why America hates pinball. Um, um are you going to talk about the, the tilt mechanism? I was, yeah. yeah. So the tilt mechanism, uh, especially since there was no flippers up until now, there's um, um, a technique called nudging. So uh, it was actually part of the game to kind of like smack the table in certain ways. And really skillful players could hit the table at the right time to manipulate the way the ball was moving to get closer to their goal. Um but probably because they had to fix machines so often and people were just like picking them up and doing crazy shit. They added the tilt mechanism. Yeah. So like one example of the tilt mechanism is like, there's a circle with like, um, I don't, I don't know, like a a sensor on all sides of the circle and then like a ball in the middle and it's kind of meant to stay level. And if you tilted too much, the ball would hit one of the sensors and it's a gyro basically. Yeah. It shuts down all the lights. Like okay. a Greek sandwich? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, gyro. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a, it's a gyro. <laughs> yeah. If we wrap, if we wrap up some chicken and pork and just put it inside the machine, people will stop punching. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, like how you lose is like the ball falls down the middle of the the flippers, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like 
you're looking at a surface that's sloping up in front of you. If you just pick up the front, you can make that like completely level. So the ball will never fall towards you. Yeah. And you'll, you'd never lose essentially. Yeah. And like part of like, there is a lot of, um, a lot of like repairs that you have to do on these machines, especially when people are doing all this stuff. So it's taken away from your 1750 that you put into it. You have to <laughs> put more money yeah. into it. And, oh, uh, I was just thinking, it's like it's like a casino. You have like the goons come by and check on a guy. It's like, hey man, that that penny's been lasting you quite quite a while. We, <laughs> we, we just checking in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the tilt mechanism, uh, it, it still allows you to nudge. So if you're doing a little bang here and there, that's fine. That's still part of the game. But if you go too far, then all the lights turn off and um, everything just kind of fall. It falls right through, and you don't get yeah. any bonus points or anything. Y- your flippers stop working. Or yeah, flipper, flippers are going to be introduced soon, but that definitely happens for the flippers. Like as of now, there's still no flippers. It's still just oh, there's no flippers. Damn, I yeah, I just uh, I don't know when my brain inserted flippers without you saying. I'm amazed that I did the same thing. <laughs> I'm yeah. amazed that the tilt mechanism preceded flippers, but I guess that would make sense why people were nudging a lot more mm-hmm. back in the day because you had literally or almost literally no control other than like you yeah. said the yeah. the tensile strength of the spring. Yeah. Well, um, at, the, at at the like at the arcade, it's like one of those like part of this is a very Canadian reference. We used we have these things on CBC like part of our heritage where it's just like it's like very low budget theater kid uh like thing that was invented in Canada or like event in Canada and I'm trying to imagine just like, "Hey, Hey Teddy, Teddy, get over here! And he's just like, "What's going on?" It's like we can't seem to figure out like what, why, like how to control the ball so good. We keep punching the box. It's just like, and that little boy was Theodore Paddles, and he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he Johnny goes on flippers. to invent it. Yeah, yeah. you got John small flippers. hands. Stick your small hands into the machine and bat yeah. the ball when it starts falling down. <laughs> that little boy was John Paddles, and he, he decided to find a machine to do it for him. Yeah, part of our heritage. <laughs> Uh, actually, the next step will be introducing flippers, but I think it's a perfect time to take a little break. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And welcome back from the break. Uh, we'll get right back into it. So where we left off uh, is now 1947 when the flippers were introduced. And no, not that fun-loving dolphin that everybody knows about. <laughs> it's um, <clears throat> the flippers that you know, like you press on both sides and these little things flip the ball back up. So all of a sudden, the game has a skill aspect to it other than the how hard you spring the ball. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Polygon in 1947 was bitching about the introduction of like 
flippers because they their their <laughs> journalists couldn't like, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> they couldn't read the tutorial. You, you, yeah, you had like some some like newspaper that's the 1947 version of YouTube, which guy like just like guys writing articles like making fun of those people. <laughs> like yeah. you have like you have those videos now. <laughs> yeah, uh, the first game to do it was called Humpty Dumpty. Uh, I think I put a photo of it, but I can't remember. Um, it added the skill aspect of the game. There's three flippers on either side, uh, bottom, middle, and near the top. Or I don't think I put a photo of that one, actually. No, you've got uh, two that are just pin-up girls. Very good choice. Nice. Uh, the sideways one that I can't see, and then you've got the Laurel and Hardy one. Okay, no, no. I think it's a bit later. Uh, I think Triple Action was the one that I did post, and that's the next game that came out and it was the one that had just the two flippers rather than the six and it was near the bottom of the play field but the reason i put the photo is because unlike the modern machines where the flippers uh faced outwards where you like kind of flip them towards the middle or sorry inwards uh the flippers faced outwards so there was a middle part that if you just got it there it would go in like no matter what so the flippers were there, but it's not like the ball would always go towards the flippers. They were like kind of near the edges and facing outwards. If that makes sense, it's like the, it, it, it's just like an interesting like concept in my head of like I, I don't know if it's ergonomics or whatever of just like the pinball machine in my head is so simple, right? Yeah. It is just a rectangle with some bumpers in the inside and little 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 flaps that like 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 knock a ball around yeah. and it's taken it took people over 300 years to put the paddles in the middle <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah it's only in 1950 uh gottlieb's just 21 which i did put there is the first game to feature uh the familiar dual inwards facing flipper uh, the oh, flipper. okay. So they They're... took him out of retirement to send yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> One last job. Yeah. <laughs> They're still pretty far apart. Like, now when you play pinball, like, it's maybe, like, a ball and a half width uh, between the two pin flippers. So it is possible that it just falls right down the middle. But if you're yeah, skillful say, enough, like, it won't happen. Windows XP pinball has, has a dead zone in the middle that your yeah. paddles can't touch. Space Cadet, was it? It was a really fun yeah. game. Yeah, I played yeah. a lot of that. Um, that's it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Uh, while Pete's doing his thing, I'll mention if you do really like pinball, uh, but you don't want like the super realistic thing in pinball arcade, uh, pinball XS, I believe it's called is just, they dive into simulations as much as you can. So things that are not possible on a normal board, they'll do it for, uh, what, what did Pete just do? (laughs) (laughs) I I could I could tell that he didn't realize that you were soldiering on, so I server muted him. So he came to a point. I think his cat got caught up in a plastic bag, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna keep talking. Uh, yeah, if you want to play pinball XS, uh, that is like the super uh, simulated like stuff that can only happen on PC. Uh, is pinball XS? I believe it is. Pinball X something. I didn't write it down. Pinballs X nuts. Pinball <laughs> D's nuts. Yeah. So yeah, in, uh, they, John, in 1950, Gottlieb's Just 21 was the first game to feature the familiar dual-wheeled infa- inward-facing flipper. Uh, they're far apart, though, so it's still pretty tough. Uh, then Spot Bowler, which I think I did post. Um, that's the one with, like, Strike on it and stuff like that. That is in October 1950. And oh, yeah. It really starts to look like today's pinball machines. Yeah. With, yeah. They're pretty close together, the flippers, so that's it's a lot more skill-based and... 
uh, there's a, something called like, um, I forget what it's called, but you hold up your flipper so the ball uh, sticks in like the little crevice so you can kind of reset and then let it slide down your flipper and like press it at the right time just basically to always have a proper setup uh, so the ball never fall right down in the middle. I used to do that shit all the time in Space Cadet. I would just call yeah. it stalling, basically. Yeah. And then, yeah, because depending on where it got down the like the length of the paddle, it would change mm -hmm. its angle so you could like aim, in quotes, yeah. sort of. Yeah, and it's a lot more reliable than, like, Bagatelle, where you're just kind of letting it go down the Plinko machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not as accurate as throwing a bowling ball through a room of drunk people, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still, if I have to choose one of these, I'm choosing that one. Yeah. Honestly, we we should start that up again. <laughs> <laughs> Open up a bar in Montreal where you just uh, you sign a waiver, yeah. you go in, yeah. wear some boots. Hey there, welcome to the rolled ankle. What can I get you? <laughs> <laughs> a great name for a pub too. Like yeah. no matter what, <laughs> As, I mean, you can still do that in Montreal if you just never salted the sidewalk in the winter, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the post-war era was dominated by Gottlieb, and his games are still in circulation today. Um, uh, if you're a real big pinball collector, you might have a Gottlieb in your basement. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, and I don't. I do have a train caboose, though. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to figure out how to get rid of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> the house must have been built around it, honestly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they got... Because we tried picking it up and like turning it, but I don't know. There's no way we could seem to rotate it to get it around the corner in the stairs, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so now in the 1970s, uh, solid state electronics and digital displays are introduced. So this is when we start to see a lot more of the modern uh, pinball machines that you see today. Yeah. Um, the, I gotta be honest, I don't see a lot of pinball machines these days. No, there was one in the arena uh, in Vankley Kill where we used to... To, there to was play. yeah that's that's been my frame of reference this entire time and i don't yeah. remember what the theme was do you uh, I, th mm -hmm. I remember a lot of red and black colors and it had like one of those like little rails that it, it would loop around so you could go if you hit the right angle it would like go on like a little roller coaster rail and loop around yeah and fall down in a little oh, cool hole. that sounds familiar i'm trying uh, to think of it was far oh sorry i was trying to think of it as like a harley davidson one or like something like that i don't know I want to say spider something, but I, I really can't remember. Spider Solitaire. It's named after Spider's... the other Windows XP game. <laughs> uh, there's a great bar in Montreal on Saint Laurent, if anybody's ever in town, or for you right. guys if you haven't been. It's North Star, uh, which has a bunch of like retro ass arcade machines, which is I I, I love it. I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, never yeah. been. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's now microprocessors. Uh, it's in the realm of electronic gaming. There's electromechanical relays, scoring reels. Um, those were replaced with circuit boards and digital displays. So the first pinball machine using a microprocessor was Flickr, which I did post a picture of. And it's a prototype made uh, by Bally in 1974. Okay. Oh, wow. That's way, way older than I had assumed. Yeah. And this is kind of around the time that video games are kind of starting to take off, too. So in the late 70s, uh, like think of 1978's Space Invaders, 1979's Asteroids, 1980's Pac-Man, 1981's Galaga. Um, this was the beginning of the end for 
pinballs boom. Hey, whoa, we just had a pandemic, and if doom upon all mankind has shown me anything, is that pe- it's like pinball comes back, baby. So, <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> <laughs> for, I, I I see a bright future ahead in the next few years for pinball. <laughs> You're right. Um, the thing with video games is they don't need to be repaired as much as something that encourages you to nudge and tilt it and has a lot more moving parts in it. Um, so they were also more popular, so they made more money. Um, so video games just cost less and made more money. So pinball arcades started to turn into uh, video game arcades. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, and, and kids, I mean, they were the hot new thing in a lot of ways, right? Like, I'm sure a lot of kids were going crazy for... Street Fighter instead of uh, pinball. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even yeah, if there yeah. was a pinball machine in the arcade, I'm sure most arcades had them. I don't think there was a big line for pinball. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Unless you're deaf, dumb, and blind. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he does play a mean one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the video game crash of 1983 made the manufacturers refocus on pinball sales. Um, so there are more computing resources. So there's like full on light shows, like full albums of music, more bells and buzzers than ever. Um, that said, it didn't last long. And most pinball manufacturers were going out of business as video yeah. games became popular again. I mean, they bankrupted themselves buying that song from the who, you know, magic bus, <laughs> <laughs> magic bus, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meaty, beady, big and bouncy. That was one of the albums. That's a fun one. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Uh, video games killed the pinball star or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that also crossed that crossed my mind while you were speaking too. And I was just like, nah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to cut him off for that. <laughs> um, but that pretty much covers the history of pinball. Like they, it has come back. The ones that are made now have like, they have to be more creative than ever just to keep up with video games. Um, but that's pretty much how from like lawn bowling all the way to pinball as we know it, how it happened. But did you guys know about that time that USA had a pinball prohibition? No. <laughs> <laughs> just the friggin' Puritans, man. They sure do love just banning shit. <laughs> Nancy oh Reagan. She just hates her on. <laughs> oh my god i read about this and i was like laughing out loud dude it's just so silly that that they would go to such lengths to get rid of pinball uh, now is there a first lady or like someone from the white house involved because i know like nancy reagan was a big one to make fun of tipper gore who i i don't know if that is like al gore's wife i know like warrant has an entire song called ode to tipper gore where they just splice together all of the swears from like the entire cherry pie album basically <laughs> It's just like the whole thing. Uh, I'm trying to Some find a busybody. Trying yeah. to find it in my notes, but there is um, a president who gets accused of being part of a pinball ring. Okay, um, what's what's our time period here? Uh, so yes, it started. It, the band began in the early 1940s until 1976 in New York City. Wait, what? That's way too long. Just yeah. in New York City? Uh, it spread to other cities, but that's the time frame okay. of. When it started and when it was finally allowed back into society. Okay. So that's why that's why Giuliani got so popular is because he re- he reinstituted <laughs> yeah. pinball in New York City, right? <laughs> so 1940s, I only know, I would only know federal people. It was like FDR in the 40s, right? So um, uh, he was the World War II president. Which, when did, when did World War II happen, Peter? No, no, that, no, that, that's what I mean. Because like, yeah. he had three terms. So he is, he was the one in the 40s, exactly. Three, three or four terms, yeah. He had three. 
Yeah, here I'll plow ahead uh, and I'll give yeah. the timeline, and we will hit the president uh, eventually. I'm trying to look so I can skip ahead, but I forget which one. Oh, I was Jamie pulling up the clip. I didn't know if you had it. Sorry. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have. I have a whole bunch on it. So ever since pinball came of age during uh, the Great Depression, with the production of the first coin-operated machines in 1931, uh, it had been viewed by many as a menace to society. Uh, <laughs> Before the advent of flippers uh, in 1947, it was considered gambling. Um, players gambled oh, on... Oh, it was immoral, of course, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, would the gamble. they would, like, pull the, the, the spring back, and operators would hand out prizes from uh, playing again a free game or gum, all the way up to jewelry and chinaware. Uh, so this is the thing that is so funny. It's just, like, with every every single thing, like, with every innovation, there is a hall monitor is born. Like, yep. they, <laughs> in, invent, they, they invent coins in whatever fucking, like, in Syria, like, 20, like 2,100 years ago, and one guy flips it, and then someone all, like, some moral busybody gets mad about that. Like, yep. every <laughs> single, like, it, like it, it's... Video games cause yang. violence. Yeah, the, the yin yeah. to the yang. Like the it's, fun comes with a hall monitor. It's like, before it, before he even flipped the, It's before he even flipped the coin, Peter. It was they invented coins. Somebody was like, "Well, what if they use this to pay for illicit things?" Of course, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't understand. I'm always thinking terrible thoughts, and I gotta yeah. assume other people are as well. Yeah. yeah, Helen Lovejoy is eternal, basically. <laughs> Back in the Great Depression, churches and school boards argued that it corrupted the morals of America's youth by encouraging them to steal coins, skip school in order to play, and even go hungry by wasting their money on pinball. That's yeah. a depression. That case, okay, so that's a fair concern during the depression, though. Yeah. Uh, our children should be throwing bowling balls in rooms full of crowded <laughs> drunk men, not wasting <laughs> their pennies at this pinball machine. <laughs> Uh, also, they were manuf- most pinball machines were manufactured in Chicago, which is a hotbed of organized crime during the Great Depression. Yeah, sure uh, is. So, <laughs> so Al Capone before he went on to fucking whiskey barrels, smuggling <laughs> pinball like disassembled just pinball the springs, machines. It's like, <laughs> like, like non-regulation <laughs> tension springs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got the I FBI get... shooting up barrels of springs in the street, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> them yeah. drain into the sewers. Yeah, yeah, just a, a big, just taking an axe to pinball machine with like. <laughs> Like this woman's boot up on it, right? (laughs) Pinball was even linked to the notorious Murder Inc. gang in New York City. Or in Chicago, sorry. That's, I mean, branding. It's on brand, right? Yeah. Uh, New York City Mayor Fiorello LaGuardia was among those who believed that... LaGuardia, like LaGuardia Airport. Oh. Is that an airport? Yeah, Yeah. in New York. Named after Mm -hmm. him, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Figueroa LaGuardia sounds very corrupt, but I'm just being a racist. <laughs> <laughs> he was among those that believe that pinball bred crime and juvenile delinquency. <laughs> okay, that's like, this is like so Figueroa LaGuardia not wanting to take on real criminals. So it's just like, uh, yeah, no, I'm protecting us from the real problem here. Game. Well, no, of course. Yeah. Like <laughs> again, that's the that's the eternal hall monitor. It's just like now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Like now now they tell you, citizen, to turn off your air conditioner during the summer because it consumes too much power, while another like oil drilling facility just just like collapses into the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're right. It's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, uh oh, another oil oil refining plant fell off a cliff. Better sacrifice some indigenous people to get a new one, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're gonna tell you not to play pinball. What? Is, the, this is your wait, fault. Wait a second. Did you see that guy? He had a plastic straw. What a monster. Yeah, he huh? is. What the fuck? What is wrong with these people, huh? Yeah. The mayor said that pinball industry took in millions of dollars a year from the pockets of school children in the form of nickels and dimes given to them as lunch money. And after cracking down on the legal slot machines, LaGuardia made prohibition of the insidious nickel stealers the target of his next crusade. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. Like, he, he's not... He's just like virtue signaling, right? Because he knows it's going to secure him votes. Where it's, it's like that version of it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Helen Lovejoy's will vote for me if I promise to abolish this made-up problem. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, after the Japanese bombing of Pearl Harbor, the mayor and other anti-pinball folks decided pinball was going against the country of USA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at one point it was called Japanese billiards, huh? huh? Yeah. <laughs> Not fucking around here. Every one of them. That- Every every one of them zeros up there, every one of them kamikaze zeros in the air right now has got a pinball table inside of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. That's what that that way when it drives into the side of the boat, all those springs go off and shoot yeah. ball springs in every direction. Yeah, yep. you got the suicide bomber just like strap of springs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Runs out of ammo, pulls out a quarter, slots it into his uh, into the dashboard <laughs> of his cockpit. Yeah, there's a quarter shaped slot in front of a, it's like right in front of the stick. <laughs> so pinball is seen as a waste of materials and time. While America was at war, copper, aluminum, and nickel were used to make pinball machines, and Lagardia believed it was quote infinitely preferable than that the metal in these evil contraptions be manufactured into arms and bullets, which could be used to destroy our foreign enemies. Look. This is World War II, and he is making a point that, yes, these resources would absolutely be better spent killing Nazis, but the fact that he referred to pinball machines as evil in that statement makes me really disregard his opinion on the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) These evil contraptions, like, oh, you mean like the Nazi war machine? Like, well, no, pinball. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. LaGuardia, you may be missing the point of this war. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, what? What? Like, okay, we we've got on our side uh, the all the nickel and copper uh, that uh, the each individual pinball machine can yield. On the German side, the Panzer, the Panzer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They've uh, got the Luftwaffe and Panzers and the Blitzkrieg. Okay, but we've got springs. So yeah, exactly. I like our odds, okay? <laughs> uh, I really like this next part. In January 21, okay, I'll post a photo with it too. Um, try try not to, uh, it's going to be a couple sentences away, so let me get there, but. Uh, okay, I'm not looking. Oh, Don't ruin the surprise. Tell me yeah, when to look. Just, I've got my hands over my eyes and my thumbs in my ears. So. Okay, yeah, just, 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 just let me get there before we dive into the photo. Um, okay, so. In January 21st, 1942, police raided candy stores, bowling alleys, bars, and amusement centers. They confiscated 2,000 machines, which is about one-fifth of all games in this city. And LaGuardia and other police chiefs assembled the press and smashed pinball machines to bits with sledgehammers. Okay, you know... Why was our joke history? (laughs) You know know what's a better use... You know what's, like, more valuable resources for the war effort? 
all these fucking men. Send, like, ship them off, Mr. LaGuardia. Go to the front. What the fuck are you doing? Wasting everybody's time <laughs> and taxpayer money on. Do the picture I, of this dude. What? This is a picture I described fucking 10 minutes ago because yeah, yeah. I thought it was just, would be the stupidest thing on the planet. Oh, my God. It's, and it's, it's a real thing that occurred. I wrote it down as an artwork idea, but it's like, that's not going to work now because it's, it's, it's been done. It's just a photo. It's been done. <laughs> it's just real. God damn you, history. And according to LaGuardia, uh, contraband pinballs had enough metal to build four 2,000-pound aerial bombs. So they melted down all the pinballs. It's uh, not even that much. <laughs> like, have you seen pictures of those planes dropping bombs? They drop like 60. <laughs> he- we got four. I love the guy who's collecting all the pinballs, <laughs> putting them together to make balls. I'm sending these ones to the Kaiser. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, this trend of banning pinball carried over to Milwaukee, Chicago, New Orleans, uh, Los Angeles, and pinball became a part of the counterculture, like a leather jacket or a greaser haircut. Uh, it was badass to play pinball back then. So you've got like greasers with, you know, like switch springs in their pocket, which is just like a spring loaded spring and that they pop out and threaten people with. Yes. Yeah, like quick and it like waggle like, back and forth when it comes out. <laughs> like that thing behind a door. <laughs> Whenever you hear like the, the sound of two pinballs like rolling together in someone's hand in a dark alley, you get like, uh, yeah. scared. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, it's you're a badass if you play pinball uh, at this point in the world. Uh, yeah, we got a real tilter on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> what you, you know why they call me paddles? Because I hit like a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like some flapping his little hands in front yeah, of his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like limp-wristed, like just like open palm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Does he have a high score? <laughs> Uh, so pinball had a bad reputation for many years even after adding the skill-based flipper yeah. You got the greasy comb too, just like, but it's a, again, it's just a, it's just a spring. <laughs> it's just yeah. a spring <laughs> it would work, I guess. Might get a little tangled. It probably quite tangled. Yeah. Um. So during the 1960 presidential election, Republicans tried to smear Democratic candidate John F. Kennedy by releasing a group photograph that included him with a silent partner in an Indiana pinball operation. Oh, it would, it would be JFK. That's why the CIA fucking took him out is because yeah, yeah. pinball high score. Him smoking a bowl out of a pinball machine, like they just did it, so it's like a giant pipe. Just raw dogging Marilyn Monroe over a pinball machine. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, so pinball finally did become acceptable in the 1970s, but there's a bunch of skeptical counselors and legislators that still believe that it was a game of chance. Well, it would be after JFK was assassinated for being a pinball head, which I guess, or a pinball wizard, whatever they call him, right? So the yeah. CIA took him out. They realized they've gone too far, and now they need to. It's another just like media psyop to allow pinball back into the mainstream, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. when you rearrange the letters in Lee Harvey Oswald, you get David Gottlieb. <laughs> oh, oh, <man. laughs> uh, I really like how they handled this, though. 
like the legislators not believing them that it's a game of skill. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm just thinking it's the assassination where it's just you got like the 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 magic pinball bearing where it's like not deformed whatsoever, so it could never have passed through a human body or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was Manchurian candidated into doing it. Like he invented yeah. the pinball machine. They're like nobody would ever suspect him on the grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> there must have been a second spring loader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I love the way that they um, brought pinball uh, to become legal. It, it really feels like a scene out of a movie. Um, the Amusement and Music Operators Association recruited one of the top players in the country. Uh, he's a writer as well, Roger Sharp. Um, to have Another good name. Yeah, I know. So many good names. Then he was going to have a demonstration on a machine set up in a Manhattan courtroom where the city council met. Oh, shit. Was the machine on trial? No, pinball was on trial, but he brought the machine <laughs> to show that pinball is a game of skill. It's like a bunch <laughs> of guys hauling them in. It's just like, there we go. 100,000 pinball machines all addressed to Santa Claus. It's <laughs> <laughs> like dumping in the middle of the court. Um, <laughs> the judge just like banging his gavel sets off the tilt machine. The, the <laughs> so all the elected officials and media members crowded around a glass top pinball machine. And Roger Sharp told them, um, just like uh, Babe Ruth's called shot whenever he like pointed out to the outfield and like knocked it out there. Um, Roger Sharp said, if I pull the spring back just enough, I can manipulate which lane it goes down. And he called the lane and he pulled it back and it went down exactly which lane that he wanted it to. This is reminds me of a scene from like every single movie about British like British academic science from the 1800s where there's like always one maverick who is just like no I'm telling you rain falls down and like every old man with a beard in Oxford is like bah, pish posh <laughs> it's just it's just like this guy basically explaining how a spring works to a courtroom yeah, and yeah. everybody just being like what <laughs> and the shot like with the slow motion, dum dum ba dum 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 dum. Yeah, <laughs> just like went like through and just right down the right lane. Uh, yeah. The cr- the crowd lifts him and the pinball machine onto their shoulders as they yeah. play out of the courtroom. <laughs> Write that down. I swear to God, if we find a black and white picture of that happening, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. But you, <laughs> you write that one down. In game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> black and white photo. <laughs> Uh, and that with that precision shot from a skilled pinball player, uh, the council overturned the ban. Um, but there was kind of like it's a win-win. Like, this is like if like a battle of the bands actually somehow saved someone's life one day. Like, like what, what the hell? <laughs> it all worked. And Why then, is this so wacky? How is this real? That, I know, dude. That I was like, <laughs> pinball, is it going to be like a good episode? And then I read about the prohibition and I was like, this seems made up. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is wacky. Yeah. Um, so they did overturn the ban, but I think there was also a little bit of self-interest going on because the city would earn $1.5 million since they would put a $50 license fee on each pinball machine in New York. So pinball was back. Well, instead of banning it, we can just regulate it. Wow, I can't believe we made money. Jesus. Capitalism, baby. Yeah. yeah. Pinball's Everybody's back. Get their slice. Yeah. Money made for the government and all was right in the world. We can go down and play Space Cadet at our local bar now. 
Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's... my bar still has a Windows XP computer in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> we're in Canada. We're like four operating systems behind the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that was pinball lore, uh, boys. I, that was really fun to look up. And I, I know real world's not always our uh, our thing, but I, I think that was a great one. I can't fucking yeah. believe any of that, frankly. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Unreal. it's fantastic. 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 Good lore. I was tilted. I'm not now. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm back in the, the sweet spot with my, you know, junk pressed firmly up against the machine. My My middle fingers on the little buttons, just gently pressing them. Give her a nudge, but not a tilt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, this has been the Lore Boys podcast. If you like the show, leave us a review. If you've already left us a review, tell your friends. If you already told your friends, then a big smooch for you, my friend. Um, means the world to us that you guys are, are taking time out of your day, no matter how small it might be, to uh, leave us friendly messages and, and help spread the word of the show. You guys are amazing uh peter is there anything that you'd like to say and or add a uh, big old thank you to everybody big old thank you to all of our patrons who uh, like i said i will hopefully uh start setting up a credits segment for post everything um yeah check out at lore boys podcast on instagram if you want to check out the title cards or message us i still get a lot of dms on instagram um the best place to be is loreboys.com slash about because that's how you can get into the discord where we actually live it's where we have been eternally imprisoned um, to send pictures of bags of Sprite to all of you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Or, of course, again, you can reach out to us directly. We're always putting stuff together for another mailbag episode. Um, and yeah, thank you. And Jamie, anything that you'd like to say and or add? Yeah, get in the Discord. I chat with folks in the Discord literally every day. Uh, there's like 300 plus members now. It's growing all the time. Uh, that's really? Jesus. Yeah. We've got old friends, new friends, uh, and it's honestly like a, a super chill place to hang out. There's community nights. There's uh, people just like I bought a new TV. I was asking for advice on that. Uh, and there's a lot of people. There's fitness stuff. Like there's just like a lot of like-minded folks in there. And if you like the show, uh, you'll definitely like the community. So get in yeah. there. Yeah, it's uh, old friends, new friends, and what could be you friends. Um, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> if you want to support the show financially and not just to get in touch with us. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the lore boys. That's where actually I just want to on, on that one. Like I said, at the top of the show, when we did the shout out, if you're already a patron review your benefits and please like the only one that we need to send out is a behind the scenes stuff. But if you are entitled to shout outs, fucking use it, man, like you yeah. paid for it. <laughs> so it's just whenever yeah. you want. Um, yeah. And, uh, sketchy Jesus, I'd have loved to have done, d- done, uh, sketchy Jesus and, uh, sketchy Jesus's fiance, Jasmine. I would have loved to have done a, uh, episode on the Feywild today for your anniversary, but, uh, little, little, not enough lead up time for me. Uh, Let but that I be a lesson to you propose a week earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will be, uh, I'll put it in the, it's in the bank and I'll, I'll try and get it out to you guys soon. Um, anybody who wants to support the show and doesn't quite trust Patreon, as a lot of people do, we need a lot of help. Uh, obviously, we are uh, putting on a prohibition for uh, a few different things, some of our least favorite things over here at the Lore Boys. Uh, personally, I'm trying to get uh, Pete prohibited, just generally. <laughs> I want uh, old, middle, old to middle-aged men 
uh, to walk into places where Pete is and start hitting him with big hammers while posing for photos. <laughs> uh, but uh, I need your support to do that. So make sure to send uh, your fingers to us. We need them to uh, sell to pinball companies to make the paddles with. Little known fact about those uh, paddles is each is made with a uh, child to young adult's finger bones I- inside them in case oh of each God. one. So no, um, no wonder they prohibited yeah. it. That would be a lot more <laughs> <Yeah>. sinister. Exactly. <laughs> Make sure to send those over, uh, and we'll try and get Pete prohibited. I don't know if the other guys have anything that they wanted uh, prohibited, any kind of prohibitions that they have. I was going, going to watch. change my name post prohibition and then use myself as an illicit product. Obviously. Uh, oh yeah. Hey, I think it was right. all Pete uses an illicit product every night. If you know what I mean. Hey. <laughs> I think it was all those kids who were trying to get their pennies back uh, during the Great Depression, sticking their fingers into the slot. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly. where they, they harvested most of the fingers. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the, 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 the real like hardline arcade owners would like install like a cigarette cutter in there or whatever. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was the bagatelle French people who put a guillotine yeah, exactly. in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By Louis the 16th, yeah. uh, uh, you know, just uh, add a little guillotine. Uh, and I think that would cost today. Lore boys. Lore boys. Lore boys. Out. 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 My name is James, and my favorite thing to crank is a flashlight to make sure that it works uh, whenever the power goes out. Uh, My name's Ethan. My favorite thing to flash the light on is the shame of Peter's cranking habits. Uh, yeah, my name's Peter. No bones about it. Um, uh, the mysterious stranger left-handed trick for me was because I would crank it while playing XCOM 2 with a mouse only. Oh, man. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.